we've just got to make sure we put the right pieces in the right place in the puzzle and then it will come together. So we've R&D'd it and we're now starting to, to build it out into a solid tangible something. The more opinions people have of how good, bad or indifferent it is, the better. Because that's exactly what we want. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. We're on a journey, and this journey is going in for the long haul. This is our, this is our going in for it, going for gold, going for the final journey. Um, it's still a long journey. It's still going to take us a fair bit of time to actually accomplish this. Uh, it could be a 10-year journey. It could be a 15-year journey, and we're not young fellows anymore. But the great thing is, is the experiences that we've had allow us or equip us with a certain amount of knowledge to know how to go about doing what we're doing and there's a certain sense of solidness about that we've seen the ups and downs we've we've encountered the problems that you would you would have in, in a business or any kind of organization we've been at different levels through those organizations so there is a kind of solidness we're building on a rock and i think that's important we're building on this rock we're establishing what it is it's not going fast but we're now starting to reach out to certain people that will be key stakeholders in different parts of the journey and what's also happening is the conversations are very positive in what's coming back to us they're they're they like what we're saying all these different people from these different areas and i know that we're the solution to a lot of their problems and i think that's good because our journey is not about what we want we know that we will get what we want if we can help solve their problems. And I think that's that's where we are. And there's a certain sense of inner peace, believe it or not, that I'm feeling that I'm starting to get because I'm realizing I don't need to be worrying about lots and lots of stuff like I might have done. We can actually gently go on the journey and doors are starting to open just as we need them to, just at the right moment. And because we're more in harmony with ourselves, we can see those things and go with it and work our way through into those areas, which I think is really quite nice. And we're able to listen more, I think, and, and determine where our journey fits into what other people's journey is and see how we can bring value. I'm, I think one of the great things over this last year is, is the conversations I've been having with Garvin is actually uh, getting a real sense of what my value is. Because I think beforehand, that was an area I wouldn't necessarily have understood. But now I'm beginning to get to grips with that. And I'm getting confidence in what I'm now saying is about that value that we can bring, as opposed to something that's very short term. And once it's done, it's done, it's over and done with, and you've got no other benefit from it. This is, invest this is like an investment. Uh, into our life and our, the last part of that journey in our life, um, which will hopefully benefit other people around us as well, which I think is, is a fascinating part of where we're going. So how do you feel about that, Garvin? I've spoken for only three minutes there, which, and, which is quite a shock maybe to your system. Are you okay? No, is your blood well, pressure no, right? you haven't sort of Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of... My, my ear keeps on saying, battery low, battery low. I'm going, yes, my battery is low. My battery is low. This battery is low. Our battery needs a recharge and, and like in terms of our personal battery. Now, it keeps on saying, I'll live with it for a moment, but we'll probably stop this. I'll swap out big earmuffs and be done with it. But um, it, it's what was interesting there was you said you, you're, you're, you have an element of peace. And I'm going, as long as it's not rest in peace, we're okay. You know, we're not dead, we're, we're keep on moving. You mentioned we're in it for the long haul, the long game, we're running a marathon. Yeah, but we're doing relays. You know, it's actually, what's happening is we're getting to these Passover points of the job task is changing. We're, we're, we, we're, we've left the first skate, we're at the second, there's three more to go. We're, I think we're two in now. I mean, we've done R&D, that was the first gate. Second gate is a product build out based on what your R&D said. And now we're engaging with the, the industry and the potential customer bases and a bit closer. And, and that, that's what's very interesting now. We're on the third stage of a four a four-stage uh, relay race uh, and we're passing the baton each time which has now got more value in it and it's it's getting a different pace it has a has a has an end in mind you can see that you can see that it's more than halfway gone it's fully committed it's it's on it's on the journey to the finish line of the launch of the business but then we're able to go off and 
run more races, but the races you're then running are the projects at hand in the marketplace. What one are you delivering now and to who and a different set of customers and different product experiences, but you're running races, you're in business. You've, you've done, you've learned for the last number of years how to run a race and how to be good at this particular type of race. And we're going to be about the, the 600 meter dash every day going forward because that's where our sweet spot's going to be it's it's do a little bit of this we're not going to be running marathons afterwards we're going to be continuing to be the champion in the one space the 600 yard dash or meter i'm i keep I, i'm an old man I, I i don't know whether i'm metric or not i keep on moving between the both of them i'm in feet one minute meters the next i don't know what's going on but we, we're both we have to be both we have to be metric we have to be legacy we have to be whatever the new measurement coming down the line <laughs> is it all wraps around the same thing depending on who you're talking to they understand a different conversation so we're running we're in the race we're halfway there we've done the training the training wheels are off we're now running at a pace and we think we can actually what's very very interesting is and it goes back to our initial goals we're not running the marathon to just finish the race and actually be one of the 500 the race that we've decided to run is there might be a lot of people in the race, and it might be 20 people in the, in the, in the, in the 100-yard dash or 100-meter dash. Our goal is to be in the top three. We're, not, we're about placing. We're not about just racing. We're the experts on what we've picked. We've built it that we have the machine and, and, and the stealth to go and place. We will be in the one, two, three place, one in some areas, two in others, three in the others. But what we're really saying is it's a gold, bronze, silver standard of quality of turning up. It's not about just being in the race. We've achieved that. Now we want the place. So back to you, George. I think what's important, I was mentioning harmony and, and peace. Now, one of the things that's quite interesting is that even as an athlete, and we, we, we mentioned the 600-yard the dash or whether it was the, uh, the marathon. I think it's definitely the marathon. But the other thing that's important is that in the marathon, it's having the right mindset to be able to carry on doing it and keeping the pacing going in the right way. And the harmony that I'm talking about is that harmony you get that gives you the motivation to keep on going and you have the stamina to keep on going. And I think what's happening at the moment is that we're now the, the initial worries that you might have had about starting a new business or starting a new venture. I think or feel that they are starting to sort of move away a little bit because I'm I personally now feel that there's like doors opening that weren't there before the the. I think because we've, we're, we're creating something solid, the opposition to what we're doing is no longer, it's fumbling. You know, I know in the conversations that we've had in the past, um, people will come and they criticize what you're saying and then not your, and maybe it's just the, the insecurity that I might have had in the past uh, would have meant I would have maybe crumbled. But now I'm finding, hang on, no, there's a certain resilience there that we've now got. And instead of getting that negativity from other people, we're getting a certain sense of positivity which is, which is actually fueling us even more and keeping that engine going. So the sense of harmony I was talking about is that we're, we're in a flow that we feel that we can continue going and the motivation now is, is allowing us to take the next step and the next step. In fact, you know, that harmony that I'm now finding is allowing me to, to run the extra mile, to, you know, to keep on going, to keep that stamina going. You know, the, the resilience is there that is making me feel happy about what I'm doing. And I'm feeling more and more contented uh, that, that, you know, there's a process going on that or other. Again, it's back to that sense of value, that 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 thing that brings harmony, that gives me a sense of now I can carry on. Uh, which because you can start on certain types of journeys and if you get the negativity coming you, you kind of give well, what's the point I give up I don't feel valued as I feel more valued now it's now giving me that energy level that that substance that you need to keep on going the fuel in fact to keep the engine going and that's that was a word that we've we've used quite a few times is the engine you know the fuel is now coming in and those those ref those responses that we're getting from other people is now fueling my enthusiasm it's now in fueling fueling my stamina keeping me going i now know that i can keep up that pace and i'm now energized to do the next step the next step because it's usually 
it's looking at the small steps. There's a massive amount of material that we have to actually cover to get through to where we want to go. We know it's going to take a long time. We also know we don't know everything, but we're getting there. We, we, we have the confidence. We know how this thing fits together. It's a puzzle. We've just got to make sure we put the right pieces in the right place in the puzzle, and then it will come together. But it takes time, and we have to have patience. And I think from some of the things that I've been looking at on YouTube about you know uh, business and about uh, being able to keep on going is that most people will give up after the first two to three years because they haven't seen the results. But they haven't maybe concreted that vision of what it is they're trying to actually achieve. And I think we have. We set our, we knew what the end goal was. We knew what we're trying to do. When we get deflected from it, because we know that that's a fairly solid thing that we're trying to get to, we've experienced it in, in different forms, in different areas. We, and we, know, we, we, we talked about that future, future memories. We, we're actually living it. I'm living it in my mind. I'm seeing things that are reminding me of where we're actually going. We're able now to talk to other people who, who are stakeholders in the industry and actually allow them to see how our vision matches into their vision. And they now become energized by what we're actually giving them. We're not trying to take something away from them. In fact, the more that we can collaborate as a team, as a group of people who have similar aspirations, the stronger each of our projects will actually become because they can interact with one another. And I think that's something that on my journey I've noticed that hadn't happened in the past. Everybody was wanting to keep their own little piece. They didn't want to share it with everybody. And that's why they ended up having to do multiple jobs, multiple tasks, just to keep their own project going. But in reality, you can't achieve that. You've got to work with other people. It's the collaboration. And it's, it's the, the, the sharing the ideas, not be frightened of the ideas, and being able to keep that thing going. Because once we've made our first film, I don't want to just stop there. You know, and, and I say our film, it, it's, it's a collaborative team film. There are other people who have aspirations of what they want to achieve on that. And we can give them that, that opportunity that, that maybe we never had when we were younger. And this is where we can bring something back into the industry and make sure that it, it becomes a successful thing. We will become that industry. It will become industrious. It will be an engine, you know, hopefully a green engine. <laughs> Keep the green screens going. But it will actually be an engine that will help you know, preserve work for people, preserve uh, opportunities for people. And, and, and also, uh, in the long term, the, the stakeholder at the very end is the person that will watch our film. Because of the style and quality of what we'll be able to produce, more and more people will eventually get to hear about it. More and more people want to watch it. I, I was talking to a group of people yesterday, and as a little bit of fun, I acted out one of the characters in one of my past movies. And what only just talked about it but four or five people that were listening to what i was talking about suddenly wanted to watch it i'd actually sold accidentally sold the idea but because of my enthusiasm about what was going on and the way we dealt with it they became hooked they i, I hooked them in they i captured their attention their imagination we can do that on a on a bigger scale with with all of our projects that we're now working on and i think that's that's what's exciting now what's Interesting again, one of my, my, my favorite phrases. But um, it's to reflect what you just said, the language, we found our language. That's what we found. We even had a meeting with the, the film board this morning, and like on a one to one basis, it was very, very positive. It was the whole language of was, it, was that of collaboration, future collaboration. How can we solve each other's pain points and problems by bringing solutions to the game that basically benefit? all concerned, all the other stakeholders. And, and, and that's what we've, we've been, hopefully, I think we've been invited to be on this stakeholder grouping for the regions. We're very excited about the opportunity to contribute in, into that grouping to basically improve the lot of all the, those going into the industry or currently in the industry under a number of headings that we can be the subject matter experts in. And the other participants will have their own agendas of, of where they can play and how they can contribute. But what, what, the, what was resonating in that conversation is exactly what George just said there. Now it's, it, and also something that we said at the very beginning of our journey nearly two years ago in one of our first uh, YouTube videos was, we have to step out of the silos. We have to join the silos that are not joined together holistically or somehow. So by the individuals stepping out of each of their own set of agendas, 
into the centre and we join all these dots a different way, we can see how best to address, maybe on a holistic basis, bigger solutions that address much more many problems and deliver much more value with economies of scale through very targeted budgeting initiatives that answer an awful lot of asks as opposed to trying to address the individual needs. And that's where we, we're suddenly realising this is where our language is aligning with their language. It's economy of budget. It's economy of scale. We, we're, we've, we're on a journey of building a machine that can facilitate solution delivery at a budgeted price and can be done again without rebuild, but rather we can repackage. And and what was going back and forth in that conversation was suddenly the language was right. The imagery of the language was right. And he, that per, I think that person saw from the beginning of the conversation to the end, the agenda changed. You know, the, the, the excitement changed. He could see that we could possibly bring solutions to his Problems. They aren't his problems. They're his client's problems. His journey is to, as a, at the end, like Screen Ireland as an entity, its job is to facilitate others to solve their own problems or problems of others. It has the budget. It will point budget at best solution or a best economy of scale of delivering on strategic asks. That it needs to offer many opportunities on a national scale to many types of roles, from animation to film to 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 sound to crew to cast. It's under all headings. So you the thing here is they can't do one to the to the favour of another. Now they might address gender imbalance or diversity We've taken that on board, and any of the solutions out there needs to not discriminate in any way or form. It needs to provide solutions. It needs to provide answers. And and that's the journey everyone's business and personal journey should be. Don't keep on coming up with problems. Come up with solutions. Then figure out how to get collaboration, and true collaboration... Everyone will start working together and it becomes a better race. There's no point in being in the race on your own. It's who else is running alongside you. You can't win by yourself. You can only win by running a race with others. Much of what we've been talking about quite often through this is is about getting direction. Um, and, And we also talk about structure and finding a, a framework to work on and i know that quite often garvin wants to go off track and go all over the go the off dirt on hills one because that yeah. seems fun <laughs> you gotta go off one but i think what's interesting is that we're finding that we're being put on track that we know we're on the right track we know we're going in the right direction and 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 we're not going to get overly distracted by some of these other things and w- what's interesting over the last few weeks is that we've been We've been pulled back on target. We're going for the straight and narrow. It's it's becoming quite concrete. And there have been doubts in what we've had thoughts about because we kind of go, are we going the right way? Should we do this? But by just easing off and relaxing a little bit, we're suddenly finding that, in Garden's words, the universe is pulling us back in and we're we're going the right way. And we're we're finding that we're having extra people in our team our little community to start working with us to to move things in the right direction and now that has taken some of the fuzz that's in that's blocking us and distracting us because we're now saying right this block here can go over with them and we can now focus on those things that we need to focus so so this community idea and and working with others and helping others is starting it's a bit of like payback isn't it you know and you'd mentioned a little story a short time ago of an experience that you just had by taking a slight break and going for a walk with your family, and you came across something quite interesting. I said, what the hell are you talking about? It's going back 20 years in my mind, five years, one year. I didn't realise it's 45 no, no. seconds ago. Just the last the hour. the last half hour. No, actually, I yeah. went for a walk with my family. Well... I don't know whether I should even be saying that. We're in fucking lock, not, lockdown level 95. You're not meant to pop your head out the window. You socially so we distanced. Were socially di- I'm in the country. For anyone out there to realise this, 
I'm in the middle of the sticks in Ireland and I'm in the country and there's plenty of space, lots of fresh air and even my own garden is two acres of a park. But I went beyond the garden and I went down the road along the river's edge to get a bit of fresh air. Well, I lied. There's a coffee shop that's selling takeaway mochas. I grabbed one of them on the way. I had an ulterior motive. But when I went on and used the excuse of the mocha for to go for the walk or whichever way one it is, I walked a little further down the road and across a bridge and around a corner on a river's bend and, and there in front of me was this baby seal. Now given that I'm inland, it's no zoos near me, this, this is the River Nore in the southeast of Ireland. I'm going, it's quite a swim to the sea. But it turns out he's been there since Christmas and he came upstream or upriver and he's been camped out because I believe the salmon, the salmon and the trout fishing are good locally. There's a big sign saying no fishing here without a license. He doesn't seem to be paying a blind bit of notice to it. He sort of waved. Um, actually, I'm putting the video up to show the five seconds or ten seconds of, of the proof, the proof of the pudding. There's a baby seal at the bottom of my road. But I'm going to take the language which George is actually interested in and go, seal, because I listen to the universe. And it's saying, here's a seal. And a seal of approval is what I'm hearing. We have a seal of approval, approval of our gut feeling that we are doing the right thing. We're on the right track. Don't lose the bigger picture. Or actually, you have to jump from having the big picture to the small picture and see if the small picture is aligned. And that's what George, George was just saying a second ago. We have to be strategic. What's the big view? What's the big picture? Now bring it down to a tactical operational level. Go, what do we need to do on a daily basis to achieve those goals under those headings? What's the plan of action? Call to action. And we have a little of a bit of a community going to grow now next week, which is great. We have a few interns joining us, both north and south of the border. And, you know, it's a case of what can we help them with so we can help them help us, so we can go on a journey together where we can all get seen, get heard, do a little bit of testimonial to ourselves and our work ethic and show ourselves to our peer group. And we're going to align our goals to their goals under a common journey of three months or 12 weeks and do a bit of work that shows who we are and sends messages out in terms of little bits of social media content. So there's work to be done it's parameterized, it's process driven, it has a target of focus, it, it has to have a, it's going to be on message. And that's what we're about to do. And the world, we thought this wasn't going to happen. And all of a sudden, it not only is happening, it's happening by three. And everybody is once, not saying once in, but is sees the value, the, the value of the journey. But now we, that's a perception thing. That's, we believe we can all create value for ourselves and for others. The evidence is what we now have to go generate over the next number of weeks to show, to manifest that value. And that's the language of the universe again. We have a dream, now go make it happen. And that's where we are at the moment. And we've got the seal of approval. So back to you, George. And I think that's interesting talking to uh, a range of other people because what we've also been trying to do is work out what their dreams are, what their passions are, what, what they want out of life and how could that align with the processes that we're going through. And the more and more we talk to industry and the more and more we, we look at what's happening around us, that we realise that um, we are being pointed in the right direction. People are asking for the things that we're hoping to offer. They, they need the skills that we want to develop within our process that will give them the opportunity to find work within this, this new industry that's evolving. And it, it is a new industry. The legacy industry that we, you know, a lot of us have actually worked in the past is, is going to be fading away. It can't function in the current system. And after every sort of big event that seems to happen through history, the society changes, the community, because we started talking about the word community, the community adapts and carries on. Things don't go as bad as people think. It just adjusts to the needs that are required at that particular point in time. And I think we're going through one of those adjustments now. We have to look at our lives in a totally different way. And I think that's what we're, we're being given that opportunity to do so. Uh, you know, we, we may feel as though we're being forced into areas that we're not happy about. But to be honest with you, we're we're actually it's helping us no end. 
it's a very positive way forward because we're seeing opportunities in what we want to do. We're seeing how we can utilize, you know, in some cases, like 40 or 50 years worth of experience and how we can push that out there and adapt it so it becomes relevant, it becomes, there's a need for it. And we know that um, a lot of the youngsters that we're talking to who are just in the very beginnings of their career, a lot of what we can actually talk to them by the interaction that we have will help them to adjust their needs and requirements so that they can actually become more, you know, uh, user-friendly if you like, to to what the industry is actually asking for. Because one of the biggest problems that we're also finding with people that are going through university is they're getting taught the theory, they're getting taught some little bits of practical, but they're not quite aligned to what the industry needs and where it's actually going. And I, I know from you know way back when I was trying to learn uh, nonlinear editing, we'd gone from film to video to suddenly digital. And there was a sense of panic that could I actually learn the new tools when I didn't have access to them in the way that I, I normally would have done. Now, thankfully, doors opened, alignments started to happen, and I began to find a place. It wasn't that dread that I thought it was going to be. There was opportunities. I just had to calm myself down and be open to the universe in what the universe, if you like, uh, in my sense, God was directing me to do. And... You know, that calming sense, that going for the walk that Garvin just did and finding the seal and being open to what was there in front, you know, opens up. It make, gives you all kinds of ideas for, for where you want to go and what you want to be. And I think that's the key thing is that if you trust in what's going on, the door, the right doors will open and you'll be put on and you'll get your seal of approval. What I was hearing, now I attended uh, an online Zoom course or mentoring session yesterday and the language of that session was, it was run by Enterprise Ireland, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a precursor to trying to become a HPSU which is a high potential startup and what a high potential startup is, is, is basically is your model or your idea or your company capable of, of maybe a million turnover and 20 jobs within X amount of years? And then is it capable of scaling and potentially being rolled out into multiple locations and territories? And we're going, well, from the application, it seems we, ha we, we are. We're, the, the hello says you have that potential. Now you're on the little couple of days of let's look, delve a little deeper and see if, if there is an opportunity. Because it's not that you can be this. It's, there's a one-pager in, in, in business speak called the Lean Business Canvas model. And what it does is, it sort of goes, yeah, it's all very well saying you can build the product. It's, no one cares. It's, is what, listen to the market. Is, is the market, is there a market for it? Is the market saying there's a need? And within the market and market segments, there's customer types. Are there certain customers going, I have these pains? I have these wants and needs and pains that I'm willing to pay for that I'm not currently getting or are not being solved to the, the level that I want to, it solved. Is there, a, is there a customer market opportunity for your solution set? And we went through all that R&D research and development. We researched the market. We listened to it. We identified a, a, like a, a gap in it as, as our understanding sort of said based on the market research, saying what wasn't being met out there saying what the market was asking for and the customers needed and were willing to pay for and the customer value proposition was what we created is we're going to do a gold standard you know level nine qqi certified this that and the other that it's a quality something at a certain price that is the answer to those questions needs and wants that they're willing to pay for they want to buy that value that quality and we've we're, we've built it or no we've or indeed it and we're now starting to, to build it out into a solid, tangible something that can be understood and consumed and bought and purchased and paid for and, and whatever. But that, that was a language of market. Is there, does a market, are you listening to the market? Customer, are you listening to these future customers? Are you, are you creating a va customer value proposition that will deliver them and solve them, solve their pains and give them gains? That's the language. What is doing that is your product is your minimum value proposition or your minimum viable product, and that value product proposition is does your product 
solve those pains? Can, and what can you build it for in terms of cost that, deli- that you deliver to these people and make a profit? Because it's all about this maths of, you know, it's something at a profit. You're doing it for a reason. And you have to create all these jobs. And what, what, what's happening is you're, 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 we, we're going to create 20 jobs, 30 jobs to deliver on our promise to the market. We're creating them. What we're saying and the universe is saying is, as a HPSU potential, we're, the only way we will give what we want to give to the market is to create, create these high-value jobs, employment, because what we're delivering is service propositions that are ex- delivering in uh, skill sets and skills development and creating maybe a film as well and transferring knowledge and transferring learning and coaching and mentoring. So it's, what it's involved in is in a, in a practical, it's practical, practitioners carrying out activ- real activities on site with, with, with their student or their interns. It's not something can, that can, can be done on Zoom or, in a, or online. This is about an experiential journey. So it's people with people buying that transference of skills and enjoyment, entertainment and education. So we have this one pager. We know we can build the product. We know it's in demand. We know it's unique and different to what's there before. We've, it answers a problem, solves a problem that the market wants and is willing to pay for, and it will be profitable, so therefore you can go do repeat. It's not a one-off proposition. It's the machine that George talked about before. This is the machine. It can go on multiple journeys. Put the petrol in. Where do you want to go? And, 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 that, and that's what we've listened to. It's a one page back in the max matchbox if it doesn't work your idea in the lean business canvas model under these headings of activities key activities key partners key resources it doesn't work you have to have thought of all these pieces you cannot build a product in isolation to the customer and the market and the want and the need so one day of the business language the one pager and it was the universe saying do you believe you can still do it? Do you think you can answer and solve those problems? And my camera just died, which doesn't make any sense at all. It's plugged in. Right. So I stop here. Yep. It's plugged in. <laughs> One of the things that I was starting to hear from Godwin was saying there was about uh, the lean canvas and everything else. We have been talking to a number of students who have basically been telling us about their issues with the the fact that a lot of their course is is theoretical and when they do get to do something practical it's they're not getting the expertise with them and quite often what it is is that if you're put into a scenario where you have to do something and solve problems which is what we're trying to do at the moment you you you're, you're encountering the problem and there's where the experience in solving that problem actually benefits you as opposed to sitting in a classroom and coming up with an imaginary situation or problem or sort of thing, you know. We have been, you know, the moment I, I, I discovered earlier on that my camera wasn't quite zoomed in and I could see the top of one of my monitors and at the moment I know Garvin's having issues with... Uh, one of his cameras but the great thing about this is that we're solving the problems and we're finding a solution of how to get around that and that's the key because when you get to see this this program it will be a case that we you won't see any of what's going on you won't see all the problems that are being encountered you'll get to see a normal show and you won't get to see any of the panic that was going on a few moments ago as one of the, as we were trying to walk out the cameras but that's that's the reality of it all. I don't know. Well, actually, one of the things that's quite interesting was I kind of went, it's funny because we recorded 15 minutes of another show. If a problem should actually occur in the middle of this one, we could bolt the two together to create a show. And then at the point... I think you yeah, should. And at the point where I thought, hang on a second, the camera goes down. But there, there's the reality. There's the reality of what happens when you're trying to do a show, when you're trying to do anything. Problems occur and throw little curveballs in to see whether you get knocked off balance. You know, are you going to get knocked off track, which is what we were talking about earlier on. But we're now we have a we're now proving in one sense that we have a robust system that can help us get through that. There may be a little bit of a panic during the middle of it, but nobody else needs to be aware of it and they don't have to see it. We have had that little issue. I, I know at the moment my my uh, my earbuds keep kind of going boop, 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 and I keep getting a kind of stereo effect going on in my ears. And I kind of go, are they, are they going to cut out or are they going to stay in there? Thankfully, they've stayed in there. 
but we're working we talked about community a short time ago we talked about partnerships we because we're having this dual conversation are working in partnership and we're finding solutions as little problems occur in the middle of this and we'll still end up with our normal 35 to 37 minute video because that's where it's going to cut down to all the little bits and pieces that are causing problems they'll get cut out we'll actually learn from what happens during this experiment here and we'll adapt which is what we were talking about before when when major events occur instead of kind of going oh my god that's the end of the world oh my god what are we going to do oh my god it's going to be a complete and absolute disaster the reality is it isn't there is a solution somewhere and we have found those solutions in our particular situation and most people do the key thing is to calm down just gently breathe in which is why garvin went for the walk and got the seal of approval earlier on and 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 not get flustered just keep on moving forward and and finding a solution hand the baton to another person which is really what we're trying to do at the moment is that you know the two of us have done so much we've achieved quite a lot but now we're bringing on board a few other people for a short period of time that will help us develop the materials that we need to extend that period and give us that breathing space that so we can focus on the things that we need to do at this particular point in time to ensure that the product that we want to deliver within the next year when the doors open up again it will be there ready and available and i think that's a key thing that we have to focus on now that's just reminded me that somewhere in the past someone asked a question and you know we were actually what we're listening to on linkedin and other sort of places including the gary vaynerchuks and the influencers on the planet are going you got to be on tiktok and when i started looking on tiktok i seeing what my kids are up to and going i can't dance i can't sing there's no amount of me shaking my little man boobs and backside in any way or fashion is going to get any influence any any followers of any description i don't and if i do i don't want them i i don't know what i'd be doing with them or why would you want to but this no that aside we're not meant to be in there doing those little girly little boy things trying to get because we're meant to be in there like a business with a purpose you're meant to be in there going it's 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 a platform like any other there's a bill it's where people are that's what they're saying it's the biggest growing platform on the planet if you're not there you're missing out on opportunities that don't have to be paid for in the short term the if you do get a right or something right or any amount of any presence you could get this massive following which you can bring somewhere else or point two or and is this sharing so what could we do in there and that's what's interesting with some young people coming on board with us and the weird thing is in the back of our goals and strategies we need to be talking off our heads because if we're not everyone's migrating from for facebook to somewhere else they're not interested in the ads twitter is for a certain type of platform like you know mechanism but we don't know what it is and we can't use it for our, what our purpose is we know what we're doing on linkedin and the why and what we're really doing is courting our peer groups and our industry so our people so it validates that we're in there they understand we exist we've got service to offer it's it's a validation of a within a peer group it doesn't actually mean it's our end customers now actually in there we do have a market segment which will be under the industri industry heading or commercial heading of smes and and you know film companies and small micro macro production so we know there are customers in in that potential group both in the uk and roi in terms of republic of ireland or northern ireland that can actually avail of your service the type that we're going to be delivering which will mean you'll have to be there it's not again we can be selling something to the other end of the planet and the you know mars if need be but it's only going to be an online something zoom something else that's not the current market that we're actually going after it's a much a high value high quality turn up you know, it's a practical application of go do. So or UK and ROI and NI, you know, at the, at the end of the day, they can travel to when travel is allowed. We won't worry about the current blip in the five-year plan because it will be sorted. We'll all have a passport with a rubber stamp of some description on it. There will be a new bubble, a new way of doing things. For We still have to create the output of practitioners to go make Netflix content if it's going to be, have people actually starring in it. So there's no two ways about it. This is still in demand. So we're, we're happy with that. So TikTok, you know, talking, you know, we, we have decided it needs to be at least investigated. It needs to be at least research. We, the research says, you better be honest, everyone's going there, go do something. 
we don't have an awful lot of time. We can't be everywhere all, all the time. So we're going to reprovision what we already have. We're going to slice and dice down to a consumable something. It's not for sale. No one's paying you. Doesn't matter what their opinion is, as good, bad, or indifferent. Actually, one of the things we learned the other day is the more opinions people have of how good, bad, or indifferent it is, the better. Because that's exactly what we want. We just want to, to create the, the, the robotic process automation of it. Well, the robotic is the, the people. The, we have a couple of people in the machine, a couple of ghosts in the machine, but we have to process automate a little bit of it. But there's going to be slicing and dicing. It's going to use, need human intervention. So because social media doesn't create itself. So that's what we're doing next. The next three months, we have a little bit of an experiment of we do not exist in TikTok. Come back in three months and let's see if we're talking off our heads. If we've got five followers and two or two subscribers and three likes, fine. It didn't work or we didn't know what we're doing and we may have to revisit. But we have help. We've got younger people that know more about this than we do or will ever do. We will listen to the experts and they're the experts because we certainly aren't. But all of us together will learn something new, do something different, go on a journey together, go from zero to a half a hero. We'd love to be the hero. If we are, brilliant. If we're not, it doesn't matter. It's the whole point. You gotta stop being zero. That's the only thing that matters. Keep on doing, keep on trying. Zero to one to two. Hero, you're our you're hero if you go do and make a difference. What's coming out of the dialogue at the moment, which I think is really, really interesting, is that um, over the years, over the last seven or eight years or more, we've, I, I know personally, I've been trying to develop material that goes on a platform. And, and if you start thinking it's like a tripod, it's, it's something you put your camera on to make sure it's steady and it's firm and everything. But what we're also seeing in, in the current marketplace or the current environment is that some of the current platforms are not as stable as we would like them to be. And the biggest problem that I had with one of the educational platforms was that I became aware that I wasn't the one having the relationship with my customer, my client, my fan base. Somebody asked, there was an interface between me and the fan base. Now, I have a number of friends who are musicians, and they, over the years, have been building up their fan base. And they have that relationship. So they know that every time they put on a concert, there's about 400, maybe 1,000 people who turn up and buy the tickets. And that'll help them, you know, get through the next few months because they've sold enough shows. They will go on tour. And they'll connect to this fan base through any form or fashion that they can. But over the last couple of years, it's become very obvious that, uh, you know, you know, you get told by YouTube that you need to see if you can drag your fans from and elsewhere to this their platform. And Facebook are doing the same thing. And in more recent years, the last maybe year, the likes of fa uh, Facebook have actually prevented you from taking your fan base elsewhere. And they'll actually physically stop you from 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 moving your audience elsewhere and in a way that becomes very volatile because you're not the one that's controlling how you keep your fan base and if they suddenly decide to switch things off um, you can find that you've suddenly lost your income from that that base that you had now i know through another from that educational platform that i had i started generating nearly five or six hundred pounds a month i was kind of going great you know this is really good and then one christmas they changed the algorithm and my income dropped from 500 pounds which may not seem a lot to suddenly 50 pounds a month and you went oh my god i can't justify all the effort that i'm putting in that if this is all i'm going to now get but you're at the um mercy of this platform that says it's actually supporting you and helping you and doing things where in actual fact you're not you're insecure you no longer have a secure base and i think one of the things that we've got to start looking at and i think everybody has because i'm hearing this from a number of influencers from different platforms is you have to form your own fan base. You need to be the one that's connecting with your audience, connecting with your customer, so you can build that relationship and it doesn't rely on somebody else who might sink and then all of a sudden you've lost your, your audience. Now, I, I was speaking to somebody not connected to this industry. He actually does flooring. Um, and he said that he'd had this relationship with these people that supplied him with his his you know his his basic materials and all of a sudden there's a load of retirements and the person that could get him all the bits and pieces he needed wasn't there 
and he suddenly found that he had to build a new relationship. And the reality is, we don't need millions of people. We just need a good, solid 1,000 people or more who, are regular, who, who, through their connections, would help feed into our funnel. So a lot of these ideas of what we're discovering about marketing suddenly make sense. You know, how, you, how do you form a relationship with someone that's really, really solid? And rea in reality, it's not on a social media platform where people just come in and out just for a brief moment. The reality is it's about building a solid relationship, interacting with them personally, and actually developing that way forward so that you, you know what their needs are, what their requirements are, and you can adapt yourself to meet them. And it's a solid relationship. It's not just this kind of flimsy thing that could go up and down depending on you know, who wants to control what. Those are the things I think we're definitely going to have to do. And that's what we're going to be encouraging our students to do because that's how they're going to have a lifelong career in the area that they're passionate about from here. And we're talking about people that are now joining the industry now, today, in 2020, surviving until 2060. Just imagine that. 2060 is where they'll be retiring and wanting to pass on their knowledge to the generation that starts towards the end of the 21st century. That's fascinating, even just thinking about it. Now, you've touched on the language of that HBSU, Lean Business Canvas model. Now, HBSU, as we said before, earlier in the show, for someone that's joining later in the show, is high potential startup and business language. We're a startup and we have high potential. We have high hopes. We have aspirations. We don't want to be just a little something that doesn't serve. Us. Actually, startups normally, I don't know what the statistics are, but let's say seven out of 10 fail in the first couple of years on the basis of lack of cash flow, lack of planning, lack of budget, not a full understanding of the marketplace and the customer base, going off and building the product before they know, a, before a customer asks for it, wants for it, or if, if is even willing to pay for it. And it's not solving a problem. It looks cool. It's got lots of widgets and bells and flags. Nobody cares. It has to be Innovate. It doesn't have to be innovative and disruptive. There's generic things out there that solve something easy and consumable. And it's a it's a wham t-shirt back in a good old day of it's 10 quid. There was a song, I listened to it. It didn't cost me much. I spent the 10 quid. It is delivered by, by DHL. It's in a drawer ever since. I might come take it back out and cut it into rags and do some painting. But at the end of the day, it didn't cost me much. There's a billion of them sold. It made someone a millionaire. But now if we're selling a high value of something, you know, no one's going to buy it unless they see the value. And the lovely language that George was just using there actually was mirroring and reflecting the Lean Business Canvas model's most important piece, which we just touched on, the customer value proposition. The, what, the customer, and what's hidden in there is the customer relationship and the, the customer journey. And the customer journey is there's expectations beforehand, before consuming your product then there is actually the experience of consuming your product and then what comes out of the other end is either satisfaction or dissatisfaction and what you want with the touch points in the middle of the customer journey is to make with these make damn sure beforehand you're feeding them you're making them aware you're informing them you're, you're removing all the risk of them letting go of their money and going this is an investment i believe your story i believe what i'm hearing i mean i can see some rubber stamps and little stamps that goes you are quality your iso 9000 your hbsu what hbsu means is your government approved to be invested in because you've gone through a process of believability with the local enterprise boards and the enterprise islands and they say we believe you have this potential and you've gone through a process and rigorous process and we're rubber stamping you that if someone invests in you they get a tax break because we believe it's an official company going on a journey of potential so what it is is it helps the customer trust this service offering or product offering more before they've actually consumed it. Because very few people want to be the first. There is back to that curve again of leaders, followers, innovators, laggards, and, and the middle crew in the middle that just go, let someone else take care of the risk, prove the path, lay the foundations. When they've gone through it, we'll be in the masses behind and now we'll buy, but we're not first to consume. We have a particular market opportunity, customer opportunity, whereby we're actually going to be seeking out and wanting to align with the innovator disruptor types that see themselves as being the first to try, first to consume. 
we'll de-risk them with our little rubber stamps of high quality certified by government bodies. If you buy this, you will not be disappointed because there's a certain amount of pre-certification and believability that you can trust through the government rigorous processes. Now you're saying, I'm the first customer. We are looking forward to our first customers, but they're very high value customers, but it's a massively high quality experiential journey first to go do. And if you're one of these customers that you want to have that type of qualification in film, if you come through this process, then who's looking at the other end is you were the first to try it, they will see you as being innovative, they will see you as being disruptive, they will see you as being the risk taker, they will see you as investing in yourself and your future because you see the value. And then when you come out with the evidence of going on this journey, they will see your work because they can see what you did. They can see from the qualification that you got that you are the best of the bunch to go to to hire first. You should have changed the pecking order. You should be the first, it's your job then to lose the opportunity because when you compare a like for like set of CVs, that's the one you go to first. You have the experience, you've got the bells and whistles, you've got the IMDb credits, you've got the QQI first to try, you've invested in yourself, you are innovative, you're a disruptor. You're top of the pile. It's yours to lose. And that's what we are saying. Yo, we'll de-risk you through what you want to see. But now it's for you to invest in you and let us invest in your journey. And together it's a win-win. And we both go there and make a difference with a high quality something. And that's the customer proposition, a value proposition. Not everybody's your customer. Not everyone can be your customer. Your customer knows who they are. Something that came to me as we were talking there was the fact that um, you don't have to know everything when you start out. You, you do enough preparation Preparation for the journey, preparation for the things that you don't know that could happen, which sounds a bit kind of weird, but what you have to do is then take the first step and go on the journey. And you will, during that journey, discover new possibilities, new opportunities, and you need to be flexible enough to adapt to those uh, opportunities as they arise. So you don't need to know everything. You don't have to be the expert at the very beginning because as you go on that journey... And a magpie has just jumped on the water outside that. A magpie, whoa. Anyway, you go on that journey. Well, one for joy, I One hope. for joy, there's yeah, there's only the one out there, so it's one for joy. And I think that's part of the package. But the great yeah. thing is, is you don't need to be the expert. You will become the expert as you go on that journey, as you have the confidence to go forward and move forward. And also to have the confidence to open yourself up to the possibility of working with other people to meet their needs and meet their demands. If you've got an idea of what you want to do, you can virtually be assured, reassured that there are other people that have similar sort of ideas. That's how Garvin and myself came together, because we suddenly realized that after reaching out and talking that we had similar ideas, similar passions, two different perspectives. But because of those two different perspectives, we suddenly realized we could actually achieve the goals that we've actually set forward to ourselves. So we've come into the end of this episode. And one of the things that uh, is very important, it's about this idea of developing community, community with the people that you want to work with, but also developing that platform, your platform to be strongly connected to your audience and your customer. Because with that, you'll then actually sail through with resilience the waves that come to hit you, because I started to see those platforms as little islands in the sea, but nothing underneath them that could actually sink. And, you know, and you're going to have all those U-boats coming at you to have a go at you. But if you've got a good, strong platform that you, you've built on and it's really firm, that comes through the relationships that you develop with the people that you're working with and with your customer, you will succeed. And I think at the end of the day, that's where the universe gives you the seal of approval. It's bye for me and bye for... That's it. <laughs> and bye from him. <laughs> See you next time. <clears throat> Take care. Talk to you bye soon. Bye for now. All the best. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications.